It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. You gotta get this. There we go. Three, Two, one! <laughs> yes! <laughs> the technology's working. Neil Knox this? isn't here. What We're is doing this? it. What is this? Stop. Knox, come home. Hey, y'all. Welcome on. to Cross Baltic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Pastor Toby. Uh, Chalk Knox is not in the studio. No. But. That's, He's on Zoom. That's just a pile of your stuff. He's on, it is. It is. <laughs> what is that? That's a poor. I don't even know what that is. That's a very poor substitute. For it's my Knox. memorial of Knox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man, Knox, how you doing down in Arizona, man? It's lovely. The weather's nice. I got here in sweats, and I I needed a bath as soon as I got here because it was hot. It was like ninety degrees. Oh my so goodness! It's lovely weather. Oh my goodness! Lovely weather. So well, you had to get on shorts. You had to go to Walmart and get your shorts. <laughs> I actually brought a few. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. This year has been great here at Cross Politic, and we want you to join us on the ride. First, what in the world? We're no longer calling it the Fight Laugh Feast Club. It's now called The Pub. Second, we've launched a new line of content focused on family entertainment. We have our new show, This America, already in the pub, mm -hmm, and our mm -hmm. exciting new Rowdy Christian Guides, highlighting the practical guides to fun and godly life. Is that Are those up yet? Is there any Rowdy Guides? Yeah, there's, there's one guide. <laughs> it's, what it's, is, it's me and barbecue, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that the guide? You yeah. know, that's the main thing it's a, it's, to it's, living a fun and godly life. Barbecue. Is barbecue. Yes. <laughs> Additionally, uh, we, ha we're gonna, we have live uh, streaming of our conferences, uh, like our most recent conference at the Ark Encounter. So good. It's all, it's all there, so good. right there at the top of, of, the, of your app, mm -hmm. as well as our past conference talks, all bundled within this brand new polished Fight, Laugh, Feast app. Mm -hmm. If you go to your favorite app store, search Fight, Laugh, Feast or The Pub, mm -hmm. and it should pop right up. Download that thing today and then join so you get access to all that premium content yeah. for, for, our, for, our, for our favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Head so, on over. So this week, uh, the manifesto, the Nashville manifesto, this is, hadn't been in the news for a long time. Everything yeah. had kind of died down from the news cycle. Is it like the communist manifesto? It's then a pretty similar. I mean, all okay. these, all right. all yeah. these are, have connections to that. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, so then the Nashville shooter that shot up um, uh, uh, Covenant School outside of uh, Nashville. Right. Well, uh, her manifesto was released and we had known there's a manifesto from jump right. and uh, even a lot of the families um, or victims 
kind of lobbied against the manifesto being released. Yeah. So apparently Steven Crowder has his journalists. They somehow get into the they get access. They get access to the to they, the to the cage or whatever. Private investigation. And they got pictures of the of the manifesto. Uh it, so, it says to, this is the day. The day has finally come. Yeah. This is back on March twenty seventh. I can't yeah. believe it's here. Don't know how I was able to get this far. Here I am. I'm a little nervous, but excited. Been excited for the past two weeks. There were several times I could have been caught, especially in the summer of 21. None of that matters now. I'm almost an hour and seven minutes away. Wow. And then there's a gun and target and death yeah. day at the top. And then in other uh uh, there's about three pages you, that were released. Okay. And and some of the other pages, it went on to talk about, you know, I want to kill these crackers. Um, kind of, you know, what people would use wait, wait, as bigot, but, bigoted. But, but she's white. Or, yeah, well, she didn't even want to identify as a, a woman either. I uh, mean, okay. there's massive identity. That's a good point. Problems with her in, in, in all this. So apparently she hates, she hates her sex. She hates yeah. her body. She, she hates, hates her skin. Her skin. Yeah. She hates herself. Right. Yeah, there there was a couple different things going on, but then one of those a line in there. I think you read it past, and it stuck with me. I'm ready, and I hope my victims aren't. Oh, you know, yeah. Um, that line. I, every every morning, anybody who carries a gun with them every morning to protect their family, they always have that moment where we're like, ah, you know, I don't know if I'm going to need it today. Yeah. Uh, or you know, I. <laughs> man, I want to wear this. I don't want to wear that. And you always, every morning, you're always having some sort of question like, oh, I don't know if I want to carry, I don't know if I need my extra magazine or two. Uh, And when I read that line, this cemented for me that it's not an option. Yeah, It's not an option whether or not you're going to carry your gun. If you're a, if you're a man, you got to carry it and you better make sure that you have enough magazines to deal with the situation that's at hand with you. And cause that's exactly what the enemy is expecting. That you won't be ready. Yeah. And man, it'll be horrible to be in a situation and not be able to have on you what you need to defend the yeah. people around you. Well, and here's the thing you is like, a lot of people are focusing on kind of the 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 white hate, the hate, you know. Okay. And and they keep saying, you know, if a black person said this, this manifesto would never have been suppressed. So if someone excuse me, if someone would have said this about a black person, oh, this right, manifesto right, right. would oh, have never one, been suppressed. We, this right? would have been out. Right yeah, away, r- right away. Look, racism, racism, racism. That's right. And, and so, people have pointed out that the ERLC, when this happened previously, they said, "Yeah, the manifesto should be released." And and look, it's a white person who hates his black people, and they kill. You know, the 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 shooting happened. And so, in previous manifestos, the ERLC was all for releasing the manifesto, and now the um, I, I don't know if you could say officially the ERLC, but um, uh, what's his name? Leatherwood. His Twitter. Leather, handles, yeah. Is, is that his last name? Leatherwood. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Dr. Leatherwood. Dr. Leatherwood. Uh, he's involved in this. His kids go to the school. His kids are alive. They didn't. They didn't. Um, he's not a victim in that sense. Um, but he's somehow like becoming like some sort of like the unofficial spokesperson or whatever. But he like lambasted the release of this. Oh. So people have kind of been focusing Why? on. Why? Um, uh, he thinks it was not sensitive to the victims, basically. To that, that this all you're doing is making it worse for the victims. The ongoing yeah, he saga. Said that. Go ahead. One of the things that one of the lines that he said was that you are making us relive yeah. this trauma once again from the grave yeah. of the shooter. Of the right? shooter. And right. so he, he doesn't think that this is, should be public information because of the trauma that is going to do to the parents who have lost their kids. That's but his I, position. But, but to me, it seems like if, if someone uh, shot someone, 
uh, and murdered someone, and then they would go on trial, all this would be released publicly because yeah. a a public death a, is a public trial, and the public yeah. has the right to know. It's a public matter. And in a public matter in the same way, when you have blood spilled in your streets, when you have blood spilled in your land, it's a public matter. The elders judge it publicly. Mm-hmm. I think the manifesto right. should be released publicly uh, because the public deserves to know what happened and why it happened. Yeah. It was a public event. And so it's it's odd to me. I, it, I actually think this is actually stringing this out and not releasing the manifesto from the beginning is actually, I, and it, to his point, I think it does make it worse for the victims. But that's because they didn't release it right away. Right away. That's right. Yeah. Why, and what? why was it suppressed? I mean, why was it not released right away? You know, so there's there's a couple things around this. Some of the information was released now the whole manifesto wasn't released but a summary of the manifesto some of that stuff was actually released um kind of, kind of, even to the parents so no parent or even even leatherwood said himself he has actually not seen the manifesto any you know to total way what they have been is they've been informed through the information is given to them kind of a summary of what's inside the manifesto some of that was released but the manifesto itself wasn't released now mm-hmm. I, i'm Part of what everybody's making the story around why it's important to have the manifesto released, because we need to know that our kids are being taught critical race theory. And that theory is is radicalizing our children in such a way that they feel like if you go back and read the letter, the rest of the letter, um, you know, you spoiled kids with your white dads and all this stuff like that. They say it's radicalizing the kids to find these discrepancies to now they need to suppress white supremacy and so that's going to be a problem but i'm sorry i i'm not buying that one i'm not feeling like that's a i mean i'm fine with the whole manifesto being released Mm. but we've had kids killing each other in school way before critical race theory was cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like we've had the problem of children you know doing radical horrible things to each other way before we start talking about the social justice movement and all this other yeah, stuff right maybe something else is the foundation of all of this right and it's far richer more important to be concerned about that like right. i don't know evolution yeah like everybody's willing like oh let's talk about the race stuff let's talk right. about the social justice stuff critical what's race the theory found- is far downstream found- yeah uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, hold on. I'm, I, I want to. That's interesting. I've, I've been following all the conversations, so you've been following a lot more of this than than me, Knox. But like, isn't Darwinism the original CRT? Of course, right. So, I'm but just, nobody wants to say. But nobody wants to say. Hey, maybe Darwinism is bringing us CRT. Maybe oh, Darwinism is okay. making all these discrepancies. Maybe okay. Darwinism. Yeah. And, and the way that That's we're right. doing. I mean, maybe we should abolish all schools <laughs> and have parents educate their kids and find institutions that don't teach these type of doctors because obviously we're not doing a good job policing them. Sure. I, I, but nobody's I, having that conversation. I, okay. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I'm, I'm, I'm 110% there. Maybe, maybe part of it though, at the same time is like, um, if there are some people who are, are, are resistant or unwilling to have that conversation, they think that like something bad just happened 10 years ago. Um, when, you know, whatever, Kendi or whoever the other people were that started doing all the CRT stuff and mm-hmm. the 1619 project or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, all right. Um, if they're not willing to go back further, then that's a problem. At the same time, I think a bunch of people are waking up and seeing, I think I think CRT and social justice is exacerbating problems. Um, sure. And I think we can say, do you know where that came from? 
that came from a Darwinian worldview. That right. came from a socialist worldview. That's that is you know that's Marxism um, applied to race racial interaction right. and, and society and culture and 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 that's you know and Darwinism um, is the is the is the um, the, the seedbed the soil in which um, dar- uh, uh, Marxism and socialism and social right. justice and critical race theory all grows. Um, and so I think, you know, if we use it as an opportunity to show them, you know, where this came from, it didn't just start growing 10 years ago. It didn't start growing 15 years ago. It started growing when we said that we descended from apes right? and, um, and that there is no God above us and that we are the masters of our own destiny and there is no heaven. There is no hell. There is no God. There is no soul. In which case, Hey, why not shoot up a school? Right. I'm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I'm totally fine with, again, with this whole manifesto being out. But what I've seen is that people are going to be like, they'll heal the wound lightly. Mm-hmm. They'll, like you just said. Yep. And they'll say, oh, you know, the, you know, the critical race theory is destroying our kids. What we need to do now is make more laws <laughs> so that we don't have critical race theory taught in our schools. Right. You know, we need to make more laws so that we don't have social justice stuff taught in our schools. And if we can get the social justice stuff out, yep. then maybe... You know, <laughs> this is the repenting way too light. Yeah, way too light. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't. And I've been thinking about this. I think we do it more than just in this moment. I think we do it all over the place. Um, and just a quick example. Part of the way that we do our farming right now, we have engineered so many different seeds millions of times over because our seeds can't live up to the uh, can't survive a season. Right. That the crops just completely fall apart. So what we've done is we start engineering seeds and we think that if we engineer the right type of seed, then we'll be survived and our crops will survive. We've been doing this for a long, long, long time now. No one has ever stopped to think that maybe our seeds in the ground aren't doing well because of how we're living our ungodly lives and God has cursed us. Because of our soil. We, mm. Because of our soil. Yeah. We keep thinking, oh, man, we, like Moses is, uh, uh, we're like Moses when he goes to see Pharaoh. Pharaoh comes out and says, hey, I got priests who can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've done. We're like, oh, we can turn it into a snake. We can try and cleanse our water. And, it, and yeah. it's like, we need to repent. Like, if we don't repent, we're we're never going to make it through this. That's, that's and really I think good. we do the same thing. That's really good, Knox. I, I, I was I think you're right. And I think this, I'm going to connect it to something else, but just say like, I think this is the, one of the great dangers of wealth. Um, Mm. Wealth is we, we, we tend to cover up um, cause and effect with wealth. And by wealth, I mean, I mean, technology, I mean, science, I mean, um, you know, actual money and the ability, you know, like you don't feel good. So you can go buy yourself a latte. Um, you know, you, you, you don't feel good. So you can go shopping and get yourself a new wardrobe. Um, you don't feel good. You can take some drugs. You don't feel good. You can go get, um, you know, some, uh, some cookies, you know, you don't feel good. You can click on Netflix. You can uh, click, click on uh, prime HBO max, whatever, um, paramount, and you can binge watch something and you can get Mm -hmm. your mind off of it. But but um, the same thing with the seed thing. You're right. It's like we 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 think we can engineer ourselves, and this is this is not this is Darwinism. Mm-hmm. This this is this yep. is materialism saying we can engineer ourselves out of this guilty mess, out of this um, this infected, cursed land, and you can't. Well, I think that you know um, one of the other things that has like popped up this last week is like Speaker Mike Johnson. Uh, and and uh, was it the Rolling Stones? <laughs> I don't know if you guys have followed this, but the yeah. Rolling Stones did kind of like a a weird hit piece on Senator Mike Johnson talking about um, 
him and his son or him and his family use covenant eyes. Yeah. Uh, we talk about accountable to you here at, at um, uh, cross Baltic, uh, but him and his son use covenant eyes to kind of, you know, have accountability around how they use their, right. their web history and so forth right. related to pornography. Right. And so Rolling Stone come out and said, and there's this, there's this video of Mike Johnson. We aren't going to play it. It's like two or three minutes of him just like talking nonchalantly uh, on a panel at a, at a conference about Covenant Eyes and just how it works with him and his family. And, and just, it, and it's nice, kind, sweet, yeah. you know, nothing burger video. Normal Christian stuff. Yeah, normal Christian stuff. <laughs> And this is Rolling Stones and how they couch it. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson admitted that he and his son monitor each other's porn intake. Yeah. That in a resurfaced clip from 2022. Yeah. That's how Bomb they spin it. It's actually what Covenant Eyes is doing is minimizing oh, your yeah. porn and you know right. getting rid of your porn well, intake, deleting your porn yeah. intake. Well, this is loaded language. I mean, yeah. ad- admitted yeah. as as if like like somebody was he was on trial mm-hmm. and, and and like and then um, monitoring porn intake, mm-hmm. uh, and then this notion of resurfaced clip, like like you know, like this is some yeah. kind of scandalous thing yeah, yeah. that they were trying to hide. Yeah, but we found it. Yeah, and Rolling Stone cares less about porn. Right. Yes, right. they care less about exactly. the, about no. who cares. Rolling right. Stone no. really cares less about right. even if Mike's actually using the porn. Right. What they're trying to do is they're trying to go after Christians. Right. In the same way. Yes. And in the same way, whenever remember when uh, we've actually said this on the show before, when the leftists go after Trump, what they're really trying to do is go after you. Right. And that's exactly Senator Mike Johnson's becoming that. Uh, uh, excuse me, um, Speaker, not Senator Speaker Mike Johnson is that guy now. Right. It's like they're going after right. Mike Johnson and his accountability software because they're wanting to come after you. They're wanting to shame you. Right. They're wanting to keep you out of like political authority and political power and swaying right. our, our country and who to vote for. And right. so that's why it's a, it's a shame tactic and it's a remove you from well, kind of power tactic. And and notice that this just goes right along with Darwinism and materialism. If every, yeah. if everything is material, if everything is Darwinian, then everything is a struggle for power. Yeah, which means it's a struggle to try to control the narrative. Right. So it's not about truth, and, and so it's about power. That's right. It's about power, yep. not about truth. And and they think that if they can control the narrative, then they can control the world. That's right. If they can control the narrative, they can control the world. They can control how people act and think and 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 believe and and all the rest of it. And and so this is why you have people trying to control the narrative with the Nashville shooting. Um, uh, suppressing uh, truth there. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was uh, this recent thing with Jim Jordan, um, where the the committee on election integrity, yep. um, uh, you know, be- becomes this <laughs> becomes this uh, you know the disinformation experts who are censoring and or at least yep. telling Twitter and Facebook, you know, which posts they should keep mm-hmm. up and which one they should sh- uh, shut down. You said even Stanford was in on this. So uh, the reason why this came up uh, was um, R- Representative Jim Jordan just released a, a big report yeah. on kind of, you know, more information on 2020 and the censoring yeah. kind of stuff just keeps coming out. Right. Well, Jim Jordan releases another report and, and come to find out that like Homeland security, um, global engagement center, a Stanford university, a number of government organizations created this EIP. Stanford's not a group. government education. Yeah, it is. They're, they're, they're funded by the government, oh, the I federal see. government, oh, right? Okay. They're basically, sense. You know, yeah. Oh, I, I see. Mean, you can I call them whatever you want. I call them public education, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? But, but but like Jay Bhattacharya is a professor at Stanford. That's right. And they were censoring him. Him. And he's got coworkers essentially 
yeah, involved, involved in, in this. Yeah. And so this, they created this, these government organizations, including Stanford, cl- created this EIP, Election Integrity Partnership, uh, and that committee or partnership or whatever became the um, uh, intelligence community on which they would recommend to Twitter, yeah. Facebook, hey, you should censor this person. You should right. take down this post. Yeah. You should uh, suspend their account and everything. And of course, you know, 95% of the accounts that they recommended were all conservative. And then the other leftist liberal accounts that but, were there, they were seeing the light. Right. But this, and they were going after them. This is Darwinism on display again. This mm-hmm. is Dar- Darwinism on display is saying if we can control the narrative, we yeah. can control the people. We can, right. tr- we can control the future. Um, might makes right. Yeah. The strongest survive. And this is, I mean, this is also connected to environmentalism. This is connected to masks and jabs. Yeah. If, if you don't see mm. the connection, you're not paying attention, but everything is con- completely materialistic. This is the solution to all of our problems. We, if we can just engineer the, ma- the material world, the context, the environment in which people live, um, then we will, we will somehow um, create a world peace uh, utopia. And meanwhile, of course, um, you got um, these troubled girls shooting up schools. Yeah. Well, you got you got Leatherwood, who's actually after this whole thing went down, he lobbied Tennessee trying to get rid of or or trying to uh, um, deal with RLC and French on in French on our boy. Second Amendment rights. Oh, oh, he was the, he, he, he was pre- involved. The, the leader of the RLC was yes. trying to get our Second Amendment rights in French yeah. basically like, suppressed. Yeah. And, it stops in your money. And then, That's all I gotta say. So, so you got like Christians literally running leftist plays. Right. The leftists don't need to run their plays because all they need to do is get Christians in a funny spot, yeah. well, in oh, a gay. funny pickle. And notice what they're Hold doing. On, just, they're using shame to do it. Yeah, they're using shame to do it. They're trying to get people embarrassed, yep. scared, shamed. Speaker, what, uh, Speaker of, Johnson, of Speaker your, Mike of, Johnson. Of your guns. Yep. Of of repenting and and yeah. and, and, and faithful, turn, trying to be faithful to the Lord, loving your son yep. and turning away from That's porn. Right. I interrupted you, Knox. No, I was just saying, I just, there's that, um, first thing I'm going to say is about Mike Johnson. Would all of Congress be Mike Johnson? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> that yeah. would be, I mean, yeah. could you imagine you if everybody got accountable to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of Congress yeah, has every, accountable to you. All of Congress amazing. has accountable to you. Now, that would be amazing. Yeah. First of all, that would be great. Who's going to poo-poo on that? Nobody. So that's just, that's one thing. Uh, no, actually, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, yeah, you're probably right. Turns, turns out, out, we got a lot of perverts in Congress. That's, you're that's, probably yeah, right. That's, that's right. That's Christian nationalism, Knox. That's right. You know, and that's the other thing. So, and I, I really want to talk on the, the Freedom of Speech Act too. But you, I probably, um, I probably owe a few Christians in politics an apology at some point because I've said things that I don't agree with with them, and I probably have been too harsh instead of probably coming around them. And supporting them. I've, I've, I've been thinking about that today. Um, I don't have a problem disagreeing with somebody doing it public, publicly, but I think you have to know where we're at in the battle. The battle is really unique right now. It's really different. And the fact that Mike Johnson is getting labeled a Christian nationalist and, and getting, you know, taken to the woodshed because he's trying not to watch porn and making sure his son is following suit. And, <laughs> you know, and people are fighting on whether or not they want to be identified as a Christian nationalist or not. You don't get to decide that anymore. Unfortunately, you're not at that place anymore. Now we can have the internal conversation. Yeah. But what these people are talking about, when they're talking about Christian nationalism as a nation that looks at God as being their God and saying we need to follow what God says in his word. Every Christian should have that position. Now, how we how we you know want to apply that is different. But we we can't distance ourselves away from the conversation anymore because here's the question I have for my brothers who are like 
holding off against Christian nationalism. If they come for us and they say, hey, anybody who's a Christian nationalist is getting shot. What are you going to do? Yeah. Where are you going to line up at? Because in the middle of that conversation, you're going to tell me everything I need to know about where you're going to line up. You're going to tell me everything I need to know about you. Right. Because if you think that you're not going to be somewhere at the end of the line getting shot, go ask Rose Pierre how that goes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 just on the, and, and just on the freedom of speech thing, this is really annoying to me because I've watched people get really excited about and, and overexcited about how the government is limiting our freedom of speech and we're getting it taken away from us on social media platforms and we're not allowed to speak freely as much as we want. And I'm seeing a lot of Christians, evangelical Christians, all brands, not just reform, get really upset about this. But the problem that I'm having is like, we have so much freedom of speech that we Christians have been teaching the world how to limit. Mm. And I'm watching the people in the conversation on Christian nationalism do this. Mm. They want to limit the ability for God to be able to apply his law in the civil magistrate, allowing some sort of neutrality. No, 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 no. They, 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 they're comfortable with not applying the first table of the law as if God hasn't spoken. Mm -hmm. And so we've, we, we have the ability to share the gospel, proclaim the gospel, and people are saying, no, no, it's limited to the individual. Nations can't become Christians. Mm -hmm. We are limiting our Christian speech, and we're wondering why the civil magistrate is limiting our speech. Mm -hmm. If there's no Christian liberty, there's no liberty. That's right. If there's no gospel, there's no liberty. That's right. And so we've been like limiting the gospel's application to the civil magistrate, and we're wondering why our freedom of speech is missing. Yeah. yeah. You're not gonna have none. Yeah. You're not gonna have none. Yeah. That's good. That's really. That's really good. Well, I, I, go ahead, and then I, I'll I'll finish up. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I just I want to I just want to bring this in for a landing real quick. I want to know exactly underline what 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 Knox said. So, um, remember uh, last week we talked about Speaker Mike Johnson getting getting uh you know lampooned uh, by Stephen Colbert yep. mm -hmm. uh, for believing. Yep. Uh, in you know, six day creation, supporting answers in Genesis, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, supporting a, a literal worldwide flood and being associated with people like Ken Ham at the Ark Encounter, like we just were. Mm -hmm. And now this week, you got the Rolling Stone rolling out this uh, covenant you know, eyes, this, you know, hit piece. mocking yeah. uh, Mike Johnson because um, he wants to walk in integrity and impurity and be faithful yeah. to his wife and raise a son who is a godly man who's faithful to his wife one day. That's right. I mean, like not. Said, whether you like it or not, if you believe in six day creation, if you believe in a literal worldwide flood, if you believe right. in every uh, verse in the Bible and you're unapologetic about it, if you believe in um, uh, being a faithful, pure man uh, who is faithful to his wife um, and and all these things, guess what? You're a Christian nationalist. Uh -huh. And um, and the re why are they attacking him? Because they are trying to I'm attack you. you. Yep. They're they're after us. And, and so, um, and, and notice what they're doing. They're mocking it. Uh, they're trying to make people scared of it. And, um, and, but this is the place where you, you, we all need to basically sure up. look this That's, in the eye, yep. look this in yeah. the eye and you need to steal your backbone yeah. for this moment That's right. because they're coming. If they're doing this to him, then they're They're doing this to you. Right. And, and the, and the, but the thing is, is they think they can get to you, but they're thinking entirely and purely materialistic Darwinian right. terms. 
Yep. Come on now. And they can only right. get you if you acknowledge the power of that. Right. They can right. only get you right. if they can if you if you submit to that worldview. And, and um, let me let me right. add a point here and make no, no make no mistake, they are getting some of us. Yeah, oh yeah. They a, they've co-opted yeah. Dr. Leatherwood. The ERLC. The ERLC, Russell Moore, Christianity yeah. Today. Yeah. So they are getting us. Well, I, we've had people we've had people in our in our mentions on, on, on Twitter um saying, you know, six day creation is retarded. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm a Christian and I'm a Christian nationalist, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm not stupid like those answers in Genesis guys. Yep. I'm like, wow, they've already got their hooks in you, buddy. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're, yeah, they've already right. got you. Yeah. And so, but this is the thing. Do not submit to the narrative. Yeah. Okay. The materialists are wrong. Darwinism is a lie. Yeah. It's a, That's it's right. a complete sham. It's a completely false religion, uh, a faith in material that it, it, it can't, you know, nothing comes from nothing. <laughs> right. uh, the, the Lord made the heavens and the earth in six days and all very good. Um, he, he sent his son. He's risen from the dead. Forgiveness is real. Right. Um, Amen. And, and this is the thing, though. Um, and this is why. I mean, it's, it's, this is not an accident at all. And this, I mean, this is God's providence and it's God's goodness. But we were just at the Ark Encounter last year. Yep. And next year we're going to be in Dallas talking about prodigal America. That's right. The the answer here is repentance, like Mike Johnson uh, yeah. is, is modeling for us. I mean, yeah. God has been so merciful and kind to give us. I mean, again, I don't. We'll see what He does. Yeah. Right. But uh, like, I'm glad that they're finding these things and yeah. putting this in the yeah. spotlight and saying, look at look at a man walking in integrity. Look at right. a man walking in repentance. Who has no problem talking about like helping his yeah. son yeah. and yeah. creating accountability. Yeah. But, but this is this is the way out. Like the, yeah. the way out is not punching harder. Mm-hmm. The way out is not trying to be a bigger materialist than right. the materialists. Right. You will always lose. But the way out mm. is the way out is repentance. If we have if we have God Amen. on our side, if we have God's yeah. blessing, they can't stop us. That's right. That they they couldn't stop Gideon and his three hundred men. They couldn't stop Israel marching around Jericho. Um, they they that's just like this is facts. But we have to recognize that they're dealing with a delusional worldview that says there is no God, there is no angels, there is no heavenly host, um, there is no forgiveness, there is no grace. Um, but there is, and so we can stand for truth um, because. Um, they're wrong. They're like, it, it's, it's Amen. To- total fabrication. This is, this is the only music I can play right now Apparently. on this. Yeah. But it's party music. It's, okay. re- it's repentance party music. Repentance party you know? music. This, this is the party that the father throws when the prodigal That's comes right. home and says, dad, I do want to be a Christian nationalist. Yeah. <laughs> I got this Knox If you're single Get married If you're married Have kids If you have kids Go baptize them Until next time Go love the Lord God With all your heart Soul, mind, and strength Love your neighbors Yourself Go fight Laugh and feast uh, We'll see you tomorrow Way to go, Gabe. We'll see you tomorrow to this, this is We'll politics. see you tomorrow this Also, also Knox Come home I'm soon I'm proud of you Gabe Come home <laughs> soon Knox Hi I'm Luke Ritchie Wrong timeline Okay, that's better. Time travel mechanics can get a little bit tricky. I'm Luke Ritchie, Chief Visionary Officer of Gravity Jack. In 2009, we founded Gravity Jack and essentially patented AR. What I'm about to tell you about is a vision that was 14 years in the making, War Tribe of Vinyaman. This is a game that feels so real, it might be. It's a genre-defining game for AR and mobile and the Apple Vision Pro. We've integrated artificial intelligence, not just into the characters in the game, but actually in the business model of War Tribe. So I love augmented reality games. They're one of my favorites. 
Uh, but the problem is it seems like they've added AR as an afterthought into the game. What if you sat down for 14 years and planned the entire thing around augmented reality? Games make a ton of money, and typically that money doesn't end up in the pocket of the players. We intend to change that. Lastly, and this is important, half the world has never and never will be targeted by big tech for an AI natural language processing engine. We're definitely gonna change that. War Tribe of Binyamin has gameplay like you've never seen before. We have portals opening everywhere. We have holographic communication. But what's really cool too is the world of 2133 is accurately geo-overlaid on the world of today. We're laser focused on ROI for our shareholders, which is you. One of the things we're doing that's super unique that's never been done before is taking 10% of in-game revenue monthly and giving it off as a dividend. The other co-founders and myself started Gravity Jack in 2009, but in 2007, we'd actually sold our company to a gaming company. We've hired the best of the best in terms of game development. Our director of development, product designer, are all veterans in the gaming space. Uh, and not only that, we're going after a market that's gigantic. We're combining four huge major markets, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, translation, and gaming, uh, all for a combined market value of 1.85 trillion. Our incredible history has led us to be experts in mobile development, augmented reality, AI, gaming, and computer vision. It's been a wild ride here at Gravity Jack. A benefit to being so early on in augmented reality has led to a robust patent portfolio with active revenue and more to come. We've had the privilege of working with clients such as Oscar Mayer, Kraft, Lincoln, Samsung, T-Mobile. We've also worked on non-lethal Department of Defense contracts as well. We were a reference developer for Meta on the Oculus 2 directly, creating a game where other developers look to our source code for best practices. Early on in Gravity Jack's history, we did a game for Double Down Casino, and at the end of that contract, it was grossing 35 million a month. Our robust history has led us to be experts in augmented reality, AI, gaming, computer vision, and mobile development. Play to earn opportunities for the impoverished, create an AI language model for unreached people groups, allowing us to have an eventual monopoly on speaking to half the planet. Our focus is shareholder dividends immediately after the game and into the future to create a game that's gonna blow the world's minds. And we're pulling people out of poverty and into productivity. So what's the ask? Join the Binyamin.